for for all things ATL. For everything Falcons. First to the end zone, touchdown! This is Peachtree Football. Now, your host, Dylan Matthews and Bo Morgan. What's going on, everybody? It is your boy, Dylan Matthews, alongside the man, the myth, the legend himself, Bo Morgan, and we are Pete Street Football. Make sure you guys like this podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to Pete Street Football wherever you get your podcast. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on the Odyssey app. Wherever you get your podcast, guess what? Pete Street Football is there. Bo Morgan, we got a lot of Atlanta Falcons football to talk about. We have some real juicy things, I think, to get into. But first things first, I have to, uh, I got to give you a little shout out, Bo, because I found out yesterday that uh, Bo was, you know, the Atlanta Falcons are on their bye week this week. But I also found out that Bo Morgan is slightly on a bye week this week, but he's still here to do Peachtree football, and I appreciate that. Bo Morgan is uh he he worked on Monday uh, on Dukes and Bell, but he's taking the rest of the week off as he well deserves. I sh- I might add on 92.9 the game, but guess what? He still showed up bright and early, ready to talk some Atlanta Falcons football on the Peachtree Football Podcast. So I appreciate you, Squid Billy. Well, first off, um, d- days and weeks off during football season are they come at a premium. Well, they're not. Look, I- I'm I'm th- I'm very lucky and grateful to do what yeah. I do. Yeah. Um, when I take days off during football season, I'm still working. When I take days off during um, football season, they're really just days off from Dukes and Bell. They're not yeah. days off from Falcons. They're not days off from the other job duties that I have at the radio station. Um, right. I was on the phone four or five times yesterday uh, before noon mm-hmm. with radio station stuff. Um, and that's how it is. Yeah. And that's okay with me because – I, you know, I am a big believer in days off, um, but I don't believe that all days need to be off off. Like for me, yeah. it's um, doing a radio show daily is a lot of fun and yeah. it is a dream come true in a lot of ways. It's mm-hmm. also a grind at times. And um, sure. just like in any other job, you're working with different personalities and different people. And sometimes you need a break from each other and from the the monotony of, you know, the day-to-day grind. And I could probably wake up and do a radio show 365 days a year. Um, but every once in a while, it's nice to not. And uh, right. that's kind of what's going on for me. I was still in contact with the show, went over some stuff. Um, and I, you know, I, and I, en- I enjoy it. So this is uh, not a big deal. I planned this into my, my, my week off. And to be full, full transparency, I'm still treating this like a normal week other than I don't do Dukes and Bell. I wouldn't wake up at 5 still and and, and, and at the gym and at 6 a.m. And uh, it's just the afternoon is different for me. So that being said, I'm, I am I appreciate the the the, the, um, the the pat on the back and the attaboy, but it's not needed. I'm I'm uh, yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm still here, man. Still here. And uh Lola is still here somewhere. She was in the camera shot a minute ago. We're ready to roll, and we're happy to do Peace Street football. I want to give you one uh, if I can, and we can pat each other on the back. I like the stocking with the D on the back for Dylon. Oh, yeah. Um, Had to do it. I think that's a cool thing. Thank and uh, so uh, I, I have not 
and I'm not going to do anything like that cool. So thank you for making this a <laughs> uh, a festival or a festive a festival. It's not a festival. Making this a festive uh, Peachtree football because you put all you grind on Peachtree football more than uh, more than anybody else. And so um, we're back for a regular edition today. That's not, right. Uh, no callers today. Right. <laughs> no, no callers today. Thank thanks to everybody who did listen to the uh, special. Falcons flyover edition of Peachtree football. We had a we had a fun time there, fun time interacting with some callers on Sports Radio 92.9 the game. But yeah, had to put the had to put the D stocking back there. You know, add a little festive festivity to uh Peachtree football, but you know, it is all good. But we have some major stuff we gotta get into, man, because like we talked about on Monday's episode. The Atlanta Falcons are in a pretty I don't want to call it weird, but they're in a they're in a funny spot. And only actually it's probably not even funny because it doesn't make me laugh. It doesn't make anybody laugh. Uh, that's who are Falcons fans, at least. So the Falcons still are in playoff contention. They are not by any stretch of the imagination mathematically out of playoff contention, but you took a big blow. Losing on Sunday to the Pittsburgh Steelers and injury was added to insult or insult was added to injury, however you want to say it, when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the New Orleans Saints in comeback fashion, I might add, on Monday Night Football. So now it stands like this. The Buccaneers sit at six and six atop the NFC South and the Atlanta Falcons are at five and eight in the nfc south still second still right there but now you're back about what two and a half games um after you take your bye week you know hopefully it'll maybe be two games maybe tampa drops one this weekend against san fran but still it's at the point where you almost basically have to win out and tampa has to help you out a lot by dropping you know like basically three out of four of these next games including the one y'all, uh, Tampa and, you know, the Falcons play at the end of the season. So we're in a tough spot. And what I was talking to you earlier about is the fact that, you know, there might be, you know, it, it's been kind of, Arthur's been pretty open about whether or not Desmond Ritter could be the starter. He's been pretty open, you know, usually he shuts it down, but now he's, he's saying we're evaluating everything. Where, you know, we're going to have some tough meetings to make, uh, you know, things like that. There's going to be some tough conversations to be had. I am asking you if not only Desmond Ritter should be the one getting the start, but should we see other rookies starting to get some starts and starting to get more snaps, i.e. Arnold Ebicady? Should he be the one that, you know, because... Arthur Smith also did say we should get a couple of guys back, including Arnold Ebicady, you know, next to Elijah Wilkinson and guys like that, uh, Ime Udoga. Um, but should Arnold Ebicady get a start? Should D'Angelo Malone start to get more snaps or more, you know, snap, more percentage of the snaps? How, how are you feeling about that? Because, you know, at this point we're in, is it time to really see what you got in, in, in the rookies and maybe give them a little bit more of a workload, including Tyler Algier maybe? Should he get more carries? Is it time to give those guys a little bit more of a workload and find out exactly what you have and exactly what you have in the future uh, going into the next season? 
Well, I, I I think that's uh, look. I think when people want to bring that kind of dis- look, the, the Desmond Ritter is different than any other player, right? Rookie wise, if you think that Arnold Katie is not playing enough, then you're not watching the Falcons. The the the, the whole start mm-hmm. thing for defensive players is just ridiculous. Yeah. Ebicady's played 48.7% of the Falcons' defensive snaps. That's almost half. Right. So, I don't know. And as as, as a guy that plays in a rotational position, you know, how much more are you going to play the guy? You know, that, that, that just is a little bit ridiculous to me. I mean, I'll put it, you know, now, should you... Move and, and should there a shift where we don't see Lorenzo Carter? Lorenzo Carter is playing about eighty percent as a veteran. Yeah, but but you look at Epicady, and now D'Angelo Malone is someone over the last I would say three weeks we have seen get more. Some of that yeah. is because of Epicady's injury, right? But he's a guy who I've even seen before Epicady's injury when he's you know they were starting to working um, in a little bit more. Yeah. But but Troy Anderson is a guy who's seen thirty one percent of the team's snap counts. Yeah. As a as a rookie. As a rookie who has only played one year in defense in the NFL, he's getting thirty one percent and he's making a difference. Right. So no, because you're still no matter what certain uh hosts and Writers in this city want to throw out of this team. You still do have a chance. You're still playing to win games. Mm-hmm. You're you're you your plan is you've been developing players all year. And I think this is a defense that we've seen with like Richie Grant. Richie Grant's snap count percentage last year was not a lot. Nope. This year, this year it has changed um, a great deal. In fact, this year I would say Richie Grant is probably somewhere. Around, um, yeah, ninety nine percent of the snaps Ooh. on defense, Richie Grant has been in on. So basically, other than injury, Richie yeah. Grant has played every snap this season, right. and I think that's very important. Um, so when people do this kind of stuff, it, it's a little bit re- ridiculous. Tyler Algier is a running back, and running backs we know the wear and tear on their bodies. Right. Tyler Algier is a is a player who, um, you know, he's gotten 40, right at 44% of the team's snap count. Mm-hmm. He's been on the field. And to be honest with you, it leads all running backs on this team in snap count percentage. So how much more can the, can the guy play? <laughs> um, I mean, how much more can you throw? You know, you're, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna Christian McCaffrey him in one year? Because we all know <laughs> that the, the Panthers are the reason Christian McCaffrey is body is broken down because he's basically it was it was run run cam drops it off cam hits him in a slant route or a drag route or a little curl or like, throws they, the screen <laughs> they use McCaffrey up and now he's a guy that's often injured and they and then they had turned around and tried to sign him to a big deal so I don't really know how much more you can use these guys Drake London has played a ton of snaps this year and last week we saw him get what 12. Um, Target, targets, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and so I think sometimes I hear some of that, and I understand. Like Drake London's played almost eighty percent of the team snap counts on offense. I understand 
the, the, the mindset. But how much more can you give these guys time? Eben Katie has played valuable time for this team, and now he's hurt. So, mm-hmm. you know, Malone is a guy that has, has – has, he's been inactive a few weeks, but he started to learn, and he's played in uh, – you know, I, I'd have to check the number of games he's played real quick, but this is a guy, again, that I told you has gotten in and played um, – I think 30, uh, 18% of the defensive snaps, you know. So right. maybe he could get a few more if Abbott continues to be to be down. But this team is still trying to win games. And I think it's a fallacy to say that they haven't used the young guys. In fact, I think they've been hamstrung at times with having to play too many young guys on this roster. I definitely am with you as far as the young guys have definitely gotten a fair share of time. There's no debating that. There's no doubt about that in my mind. The question I want to pose to you, though, is, and I understand what you were saying about the, you know, the the rotations on defense, you know, and how a start really necessarily doesn't paint the whole picture about a guy's playing time or, you know, the amount of snaps they're getting and, you know, things of that nature. I understand all that. But I do want to ask you, though, is there still a difference to a guy like Arnold Ebicati actually starting the game and I know him starting has nothing to do with how much he plays but there is there something to him starting is there something to him actually going out there and being on that first snap and and, and being on that first defensive drive and and going out there and trying to establish something early and and trying to establish a pass rush early like is that something the Atlanta Falcons could do in starting Arnold Ebicati that could actually help them or do you think that 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 isn't a thing that would necessarily benefit the Atlanta Falcons at this point in time. Well, I don't think him starting matters. That's what I'm mm-hmm. saying. I think at that position, a lot of times who starts a game can be based off of um off of what 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 personnel comes in the in the game. Yeah. I mean, is Evan Katie, you know, if you're playing a run heavy team like last week with Pittsburgh, you know Pittsburgh wanted to run the ball right. coming in. So are you going to put a guy in that's not as good against a run because you want him to get a a, a, a GS next to his name, which means game started? Right. No. So I don't think any of that matters. I think I think playing time matters. Right. Um. I think, but you're you're matching up personnel on defense a lot of mm-hmm. times. So now, if, you know, I, I don't getting valuable snap counts matters. Yes. Right. Getting being on the field when it matters. But Arnold Ebicati's brought here to run to, to rush the passer, for sure. not to shut down the run. Now Most he's definitely. played the run okay at times, but if you're in a run situation, I don't give a damn if Arnold Ebicati's on the field. In fact, I don't want him on the field. I want a guy <laughs> who can stop the run on the field. For I sure. want a guy who's going to be, you know, Arnold Ebicati's six three two fifty six. He's a little light. He's a little light uh, to, to be a run stopper. So no, I, I don't think that matters. Um, I, I think it matters. In, in other positions, maybe if he's a linebacker, it matters a little bit because mm-hmm. a linebacker needs to be good at that. So in that case, maybe, yeah, you can get Troy Anderson, but you're not going to take Rashawn Evans off the field. No. He's the leader of the defense. So maybe you take Michael Walker off the field a little bit. I don't know. I don't know what you see the future of, and that, and that, and maybe you see the future of, of Troy Anderson being Rashawn Evans or Michael Walker being Rashawn Evans. And then, mm-hmm. So maybe, yeah, you want those two guys on the field at the same time. But if you they don't know what you're you're still trying to win games. Right. This isn't charity time, okay? This isn't the preseason. <laughs> so 
This this team's still trying to win games. Mm-hmm. They, they all these guys are still playing for jobs, and they still think they got a chance. And it, it, and so you're not going to just run guys out there to say, well, we'll, we'll just see what we got. This isn't the preseason. I I I see what you're asking, but not at yeah. those positions. Yeah, you know, um, so. That's how I would handle that. No, I don't think there's any. I don't think that you gain anything from Evan Katie starting necessarily. I think Evan Katie is probably views himself as a a key. If you're playing fifty percent or around fifty percent of the snaps as an edge rusher, you're getting yeah. good time in. So yeah. I, I I don't I don't necessarily see it that way. Maybe if they were a defensive tackle, yeah, yeah. But no, uh, maybe there's a safety, yeah. But no, we're talking about a pass rusher, a guy that you brought in here to to, to help your pass rush. Uh, Look, I'm not saying he doesn't have to stop the run or play well against it, but I don't think Abacadie's played played poorly uh, most oh, of no. the season against the run. I think if it was a different position, maybe a trench position more, I know that people do consider edge rushers in some ways, but in this defense, they're, they're linebackers, and they stand right. up, and they, they still, you know, if he this was a 4-3, he'd probably have his hand in the dirt. So I, I don't necessarily – think that that is a situation that this team needs to worry about because of the roster depth we've played these young guys you know in valuable crunch time that's as much that means more to me when the game is on the line and these guys have gotten to play in those situations they're not playing in blowouts every week no I I definitely agree with you and I definitely do see what you're saying about you know Andre Bikini is going to be in on passing situations he'll be in on some run situations too here and there but He's going to be in on passing situations because he is a pass rusher. And he's one of your better pass rushers as well, even as a rookie. So, no, that definitely makes sense to me. You did bring up, however, that these guys are still trying to win games. And with that, you know, there, there is a conversation to be had about, you know, if Desmond Ritter does end up becoming the starting quarterback. Because, like you said, the team is still trying to win games. And say you know, the the Desmond Ritter experience isn't going very well. This team is still trying to win games. So is it pretty easy of a decision to just kind of bring Desmond, back, Desmond Ritter back in if it doesn't start to work out? And it's like, okay, this this obviously wasn't working. This is not how we, we thought it was going to go. Okay, all right, media, all right, fans, you got to see him. You see it's not working. It's time to put Marcus Mariota right back in there. Do you see that happening? Or do you see it be a situation where they might give Desmond Ritter a little bit longer of a leash? And they're like, okay, well, you know, let, you know, he had one bad game, let's let's maybe give him two, or he had, you know, two two bad drives, let's maybe give him four. You know, how how do you see them panning that out? How do you see them, you know, kind of using that time if they do go end up going with Desmond Ritter? How do you see them handling that situation? Well, I don't think the quarterback position is is something that you you start jerking around. That's right. a completely different position. This is why right. you've stopped and, and or why you've waited to this point. Um, right. I think if a game gets out of hand and 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 Ritter is sitting back there taking a beating, I think he would just start running the ball more. I, I don't. I, I don't. I I think that you have to give once you make a change at quarterback like this. You can't you can't just go, well, quarter went bad. We gotta jerk the guy out. I just right. think I think I think if you make the move, which I do believe that they'll probably make after everything I've read and heard over the last three days yeah. come out of the head coach's mouth, 
Um, I, I think if you make the change, I think this will be your guy the rest of the year. I don't. I just okay. don't think – you're not doing him any good. You're not doing your team any justice. You're not doing yourself any justice if you just keep jerking around. I think there could be – maybe there's a t- – if 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 things are really bad and there's a lot of mistakes made, then you know, and 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 you're you're doing more harm in a game, maybe you right. pull him. But I, I do think the next week you really gotta roll him back out. Um yeah. I, I think you could, I should say, pull him. Um, but I, I think when you make this move, you now owe it to not only the player, but the team to and to, to the front office to see what you've got. And so this is going to be something that, that that you you stay with for a few, you know, it's not just a, oh, it didn't work. Let's roll back <laughs> in another guy. I mean, that is, you're not yeah. going to do, you're not going to be in the position to do that. Yeah, no, I, it, it, like you said, it doesn't really work like that. That that that's a situation where you know you 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 can't you you're doing more bad at that point if you're if you're kind of jerking them like that then you are doing good. And you got to go through uh, the highs and lows. And at some point, you got to, you know, there's something to catching a rhythm, too. And he's going to make mistakes. It's going to be his first time in there if he does end up starting. So I definitely uh, understand that. Now, let's talk about, because the Falcons aren't dead. And, you know, I know it maybe kind of seems that way to some people because of the spot that we're in. But the Falcons aren't dead. They definitely still have a chance to get this thing done. Now, they're going to basically have to win out and you know Tampa's gonna have to give them a lot of help but look Tampa has San Fran to play still they still have to play the uh the Bengals they've still have to play the Cardinals which won't be a e- uh, which won't be an easy layup game um so and and for us you know we have some tough games too but you know we we have some ones that look a little bit more manageable than they did at the start you know um, we can definitely take down when we come back. We can definitely take down the Saints. I mean, we should have beat them the first time. Then you look at the Ravens, depending on what's going with Lamar Jackson, you know, there's no telling when Lamar Jackson, I'm not sure when Lamar Jackson's going to be back. I, I haven't seen what the, what the injury uh, situation was exactly like for him. So you might miss Lamar Jackson when you play the Ravens, and that we know that changes that team completely. Then you got the Cardinals, which, you know, will be a tough game, but it's probably still a winnable game. And then obviously close out with the Bucks. So as far as, you know, the 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 playoff chances go, Squid, I mean, how are you feeling like this is gonna be too daunting of a task for the Falcons just because how much help you need from Tampa Bay? Not necessarily because you can't win the games that are in front of you, but because of the help you're gonna need from Tampa Bay. Does this feel like too daunting of a task? Or is this still feeling pretty uh, realistic in your eyes? Well, you don't need help from Tampa Bay necessarily. You need help from San Francisco, yeah. um, Cincinnati, Arizona. It's more so Tampa Bay losing the help, yeah. And the Panther and the Panthers. Um, nothing about what they did Monday night makes me think it's uh, it's a done deal that that team is playoff prime. You're right. you're, you're what a game and a half out, um, and, and you're getting your bye. You got a chance to reset, get a little healthy. And see where where you're gonna be, and I think it's re- you know look, if Lamar Jackson misses, why why can't you go to Baltimore and win? Why can't you go to New right. Orleans against that that garbage team that they have down there and that dump yeah. of a stadium they play in <laughs> and win? Why not? Why can't you be uh, seven and eight when you play Arizona on New Year's uh, Day? Why 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 can't you? Um, 
And 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 by the way, Carolina's giving Tampa a tough time because Carolina can play good up front. They got a good defense, just like the team that they just played in yep. New Orleans. So I, I don't know why you can't. Um, nothing. Desmond Ritter starting, and when they're in passing situations, a lot's changing for this yeah. team. But as far as the philosophy of this team, they're still going to play the same defense, and they still want to run the ball. And yep. so, no, I don't think it's too daunting of a task. It was all look. It's it was always going to be hard for this team to make the playoffs. Tampa sure. sucking made it easier. Right. They made it a t- the task easier. Right. But your issues in depth and with inexperience at positions. And and playing with you know down eighty million dollars essentially in the salary cap made it hard, but the coaching staff has put you in a position to where you're still right there. So I get all the numbers, and I've seen all that BS, and I've seen those numbers backfire, and I understand you know the the weak minded people who aren't really fans of the team who want to tell you how smart they are, and and by that because they're so smart. They'll tell you, well, there's no chance, and 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 they're 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 too big of cowards to yeah. say they think there's still a chance because they want to be right, and they don't mm-hmm. want to risk being wrong. Well, good for you. You go ahead. I'm not saying the team is out. I'm not saying the team is still in. Is it an uphill battle? You're damn right it is. Mm-hmm. Was there an uphill battle this whole season for that to happen? You're damn right it was. But guess mm-hmm. what? They've been in every game but one. They've given you a chance to believe it could happen. So until it says, um, what is the, uh, I can't remember what, uh, hold on, I, I got to find the uh, the elimination thing. It's not an X because an X means you're in a spot. It's uh, it's the E. Oh, the E, that's right. <laughs> the e out that says eliminated. Until I see the E, then I think there's a chance. Does that make me um, ridiculous? Maybe. No. Does that make me out of my mind? I don't know. Uh, but with the realistic take is there still a chance and the team still has something to play for and I'm not playing for draft picks this is who I am I'd rather see this team win games than lose I've never been that fan but I just think it's really easy to give up because that's what people want to do people want to give up they want to take the safe way out the coward's way out and say oh Mm -hmm. not gonna happen Ah, not gonna (laughs) happen then then go ahead and say that I'm not gonna sit here and say that I think that they're None of these games that you have in front of you are not winnable. The toughest game you're going right. to have to win is the Baltimore game, without a doubt. Yep. Uh, because they're better than you without Lamar, probably, as a roster, yeah. 1 through 50. Well, there's no doubt, 1 through 53, they're better than you without Lamar. How well right. will they play without Lamar? I know they played well last week without him. I don't know. Lamar might be back. I don't know. But I just can't stand the defeatist coward's way out. You know what? I agree. And that goes back to what you said on Monday, Squid, when I say you really dropped the gym. Some some Falcons fans in this town, they care more about being right than they do about the, the team's success. And that, that is that is really true. And I do wholeheartedly agree with that uh, for sure. Um, and, and the other thing about it is, too, as I'm trying to remember what my uh, my point was going to be. Now that I can't I can't remember. I completely lost my uh, train of thought at some point, but it'll come back to me. Oh, I remember now. See, I knew it would come back. So, the Falcons sitting at 5-8 and eight right now. And I don't think this is going to happen, Squid, but say that it does. If the Atlanta Falcons lose out, which, again, I don't think is going to happen, but 
you know, it's certainly a possibility. Would you do you still think of this as a successful season? I know I do. I mean, I know a lot of people should because like you like you have said multiple times, this team was projected to win two games by, you know, pundits and media outlets and things like there. So even if the Falcons don't have to win another game in my eyes, and I still call this a successful season just because of what you've seen out of guys like Tyler Algier, what you've seen out of guys like Arnold Ebicady, D'Angelo Malone, Troy Anderson, Richie Grant has had some growth. Michael Walker has had some growth. I mean, I still call this a very successful season. It doesn't matter if the Falcons win another game to me. Uh, do you do you see it the same way? What was that? I'm sorry, repeat that. So if no, it's okay. So if the Falcons basically, I don't think this is going to happen, but if the Falcons were to lose out, do you still see this as a successful season? And I feel like most people should, because, you know, like you have said before, there have, there, there were pundits and media outlets that gave this team two wins to start the year. You've gone over that. And now you've gotten this, you've gotten to see a lot of young guys. You've gotten to see Tyler Algier and his growth, Arnold Evan Katie, D'Angelo Malone, Troy Anderson, Michael Walker, Richie Grant. Those guys have got more playing time and grown. I think that's a, I don't think that's a yes or no or, or a yes or no answer in my mind. Mm-hmm. If you if you go five and geez, what would it be? It'd be five and um twelve. Yes. Now. Yeah, you're right. If you go if you lose out and you go five and twelve and you lose every game essentially like you've lost the last few, you know, the one score game, at the end of the game right. you lose, you have a chance to win, but you just don't get it done. Right. No, that's not a failure because you won more games. Yeah. With what with 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 a roster like you said that everybody said only two games, all that blah blah blah. And it shows that through all the turmoil, even with losing, you know, the roster all, the, the the locker room stayed together. The young yep. core guys along with some of these uh one-year uh veterans they, they they stayed together as a group, which means the coaching staff, the front you never lost the team. And the team never gave up, and they fought. And that's huge with a young team because you're building. See, this is what the, all these tank for picks people don't understand. You're building a mindset and, and, and an right. attitude, and that yes. becomes and yeah. that becomes your culture, yes. And so I would say no. Now, I think if you if you lose – a close game in New Orleans, and then you just get blown out in the last three games. Um, I, I would say, I would say, I'm not so sure if this season was a success because, right. um, because it feels like they didn't, the team didn't fight all the way through, and I right. think there's a big difference. And a young mm-hmm. core got blown out, and I'm not saying they won't lose a couple games, but I just think, you know, if it. It looks like at that point you've lost your fight, and if you lose your fight, it I don't know what it says about what the culture of the team was. See, I think if you lose all of them close, or you know, in this scenario, you're still saying, "Well, we've built a culture where this right. team fights to the very end," and we saw that last year, and they never gave up, and all that good stuff. There's a real culture. There's a real there's there's something to really hang your hat on there. Right. I think if you get you're getting blown out and it looks like the team's not trying, I don't know if I can say that. 
So I think there is a big difference in that. So I would not necessarily say yes, but I think I think that you could still there is a scenario where you lose every game and you can still say this wasn't a failure of a season because of what you've built, what you've what you've kind of created inside that locker room with by the way, a lot of young players. Yes, a lot of young players indeed. Well, Squid, it's going to be interesting to see what happens down the stretch. We don't have a game to get you guys ready for on Friday because we are on a bye week. Well, the Falcons are on a bye week, I should say. So uh, we will come back um, Friday and we will have some more topics to discuss. You know, we'll, we'll continue to discuss the, the landscape of this team, where they're at right now, and, you know, how the Atlanta Falcons could possibly move forward. Any new news and notes, we will bring that to you on Friday. But for now, this has been another episode of Peachtree Football. Make sure you guys subscribe to Peachtree Football. Make sure you like the podcast. Download the podcast as well. You can find Peachtree Football wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple Podcasts. That's Spotify. That's the Odyssey app. Wherever you listen to podcasts, guess what? Peachtree Football is there. Thank you guys so much for listening. And hey. Until we talk to you guys next time for Bo Morgan, I'm Dylan Matthews. Peace.